Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 40th Well-Played Podcast, a podcast all about playful learning. We, together, explore games, game mechanics, and the power of learning through play. With me, I have Andrew Kozlowski, Twitter handle MrKoz31. Andrew started back in summer on his game, and we're here to recap and hear how things are going. If you want to check out the original show that Andrew was on, it's show 19, uh, titled Ready to Launch. Great episode. But here we are to like hear how you're doing, Andrew. Uh, if you want to sort of introduce yourself again to those that missed that episode. All right. My name is Andrew Kozlowski, uh, Mr. Koz31 on Twitter. Uh, I'm a high school AP social studies teacher, and I teach AP US, and I teach a couple sections of ESOL US. And I currently am gamifying my A push for my AP US class. Um, I've got a lot of uh, successes and some things that need to be improved. So I'm really excited <laughs> to share my experiences and um, hopefully get some more uh, feedback from you guys and maybe some ideas moving forward. Awesome. Uh, so for those of you, you know, tuning in, you know, not when this comes out on every Tuesday, uh, that we're shooting this just in January here. So we finished a full semester, uh, and we're checking in on your game. And so let's start off with quick recap. I mean, like you got, I'm going to give you like 90 seconds here to tell us about, uh, your game and maybe some of the things you started off with. All right. So I spent like half the summer basically creating the theme and the items and everything that the theme of the game is zombie nation. So it's a, it's a zombie apocalyptic kind of theme. Um, each squad, uh, or each team or group in my class is fighting against each other. Um, while at the same time cooperating within their classes against other houses, uh, over limited resources. And the kind of goal is to acquire the lost history of the United States, um, so they can rebuild. Um, and one of the main things that the students do is they perform side quests. That's the main way that they get XP that they can then, uh, used to buy items that can help them survive the apocalypse to make their life a little bit more comfortable um, or possibly hurt another team if they're uh, the, uh, what, what are they called, the troll uh, player type. <laughs> nice. So yeah. it's a great little elevator pitch of what your, what your game is, what it means. Um, so in summer, pre-launch, you know, how are you feeling coming – into that, like, you know, all teachers get in their classroom and start prepping before the kids get there. Well, what were you feeling then? I mean, I was really nervous. I, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I had good feelings. I was confident. But then there's always that little thought in the back of your mind, like, you know, what if the kids just say, this is stupid? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's my biggest concern is like that all that work would just be just gone in like a moment. Literally, like one kid would just say that and just everything would just <laughs> fade away. Um, so I know that's, uh, one of those irrational concerns. Well, uh, I think I even discussed it with you that we kind of said, well, some kids would like it really. Some kids will like it a lot and some kids, you know, maybe won't be that into it. Well, I think you touched upon what a lot of teachers fear. I mean, even much lower than high school students too, you know, that what if the students just don't buy in? So, I mean, I think you, you, you were right where a lot of people are. Um, moving into that first week or whenever you launched it, how did it go? 
Oh man, that second day I actually did the full rollout of the game where I started the class with the uh, the video that I did. I created a video trailer of the game to give the kids a little background. I dimmed the lights a little bit. Um, and just from that moment on, I kind of set the tone uh, of what that class was going to be like. And I think the kids were a little bit tentative at first, but they're like, cool. Like they humored me and they're like, let's give this a shot. And then they got to pick their own character. Um, so they had a lot of choice with that. And they got to pick a character that had, uh, you know, a skill set that, that maybe matched with their skill set or was a skill set that they wanted. Um, so I think that that uh, that choice gave the kids a little bit of freedom and the autonomy and what we always talk about giving students choice, they're going to buy in more. Um, so that first day or the well, the second day of class, I think was super important. I think a lot of the kids left walking out of that room kind of like, wow, this is different. And I even heard a couple of kids saying, like, this is not a normal class. And I kind of like that. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that you dimmed the lights. You added a little theatrics to it. You played a trailer, which I happen to see as well. Uh, it's awesome. And, you know, you getting kids straight into the game with, like, choosing characters and giving them the choice. There, I mean, you just wrapped them in this, like, veil of your, your theme and your idea. And it sounds like the students just were taken by surprise. I mean, like, they kind of expected the same the same thing, right? Like, we're going to just go from one teacher to the next, and they're all going to be about the same. And now these are freshmen in high school, so this is like their first, second day in high school. Um, so there's all that kind of going on, all of those kind of feelings and nervousness. And I think this kind of served as a little bit of a distraction for a period at least. Uh, you know, this is interesting. I'm going to give this a try. And um, one of the first things I did was I had the kids create their character, actually draw their character and write a backstory for that character as a homework assignment. So right off the bat, they were doing a side quest on day one or day two. Um, so they already had gold in the bank that they could use to buy some power ups. Nice. Um, and I also did the marshmallow challenge on, on the first day, which I wound up giving badges for that translated into XP as well. So within the first two days, there had two opportunities, um, low risk, high reward opportunities to win XP and to kind of set the tone that like, oh, wow, you already have uh, you already have an item on day two. Yeah, that's like that that process of onboarding. You're bringing them into the game, and you're just dropping these little breadcrumbs for them to sort of gobble up and go straight into it. And I love it. You had them. Uh, well, I mean, from there, I'm curious. You know, you started with a bang, started with this great stuff. Kids are in. What did it look like, you know, 15 days in? Well, the first couple of weeks, I was getting a lot of side quests in. The kids were excited. There was a competitive aspect to it, so I think kids were uh, in their mind that we had the uh, the achiever type, player type. They really wanted to get as much XP as possible. So I saw a really big influx of side missions. It was actually hard to keep track of all of the side missions flowing in. Thankfully, I had the Google form that kind of uh, organizes that for me. Um, and I also tried to find a couple different ways for the teams to work together. I think that's important. Working with your squad or working with your class as a whole um, and knowing that you're in it together. I think that's one of the most powerful aspects of gamification is that collaborative aspect. Um, I remember for the first couple homework assignments I was giving um, or I was awarding 1,000 XP to the class with the highest homework completion. So there was that like extra incentive, that extra layer of like, oh, I better do this. I don't want to let my squad down or my, t my, my house down. Nice. I mean, that's good. I mean, like, again, weaving in these things where these people all 
care a little more about each other. They're 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 in this mix together. That's awesome. What um, you know, as somebody who was a recent game of fire but went full throttle on it, um, what's been some of your takeaways? Like, what would you say to you back in summer, the you of now? What would you say back to the you of summer? Oh man, I think I would I would probably tell myself to incorporate the theme more on a daily basis. I spent so much time building this world and a lot of my game revolved around side quests or side missions outside of the classroom. Now I do find ways as much as often as possible to include it in the classroom, but I think I would have tried to th- think of some more purposeful ways to regularly include the theme and the game in my daily lesson as far as like the narrative goes. Sure. I think sometimes I felt like it got a little bit, there's the game and then there's my class. So mm-hmm. we do our lessons in class and then the kids go home and do side quests at home. Mm-hmm. So I felt like there was that disconnect. And I think that, you know, I could not never have predicted that because you really don't know which way these things are going to go. So I think moving forward, I have that idea in my head, especially with next semester um, of incorporating the narrative of the story directly in the lessons every day. I think uh, for those of you listening, like this is just a really good bit of testimony from someone that's done gamification. No right or wrong way to do it, but what Andrew's doing here is reflecting over what's happening and making these little micro adjustments. But even though he didn't have that in his daily lesson, and even though he's telling us the goal and he's expressing a change he wants to make, your game wasn't unsuccessful though no no i would i would definitely not qualify that yeah that statement yeah it definitely was not unsuccessful in fact there's lots of great takeaways uh the inquiry-based side missions that i created the kids just really enjoyed they had that choice they were psyched about it i had kids doing like minecraft (laughs) worlds i had kids doing iMovie videos i had and you know of course all of this is done with no grade and i was like shocked at first i was like are these kids going to do any of these missions? Like there's no great <laughs> attached to it. And I think what gamification really does is it challenges that whole idea that if there's not a grade attached to an assignment, the kids just won't do it or they won't try. Yeah. And I think that the, the whole gamification in itself as a practice, I think that really challenges that kind of belief. Yeah. I mean, I, I get goosebumps whenever I hear a teacher talk about this, you know, like, I love hearing the, the the passion in your own voice of the experience of what you saw, you know, kids tackling these quests and being excited by it. You know, I think gamification sort of tickles our mind a little bit, and that that's what drives kids to try this stuff. Um, it's not it's not just that they get a badge or that they get an item; like they're also inspired to like mess around a little bit with iMovie or with you know Minecraft and. I'm going to ask you, but here, like these things, these side quests that you had them do, they're probably things that you would have never been able to weave into your like full blown course otherwise, right? Absolutely. I mean, and and the good thing is they're low risk. There's no, because there's no grade attached to them, kids are going to be more creative and they might take risks where they might not have. I mean, we're talking about AP kids here. These are kids that are used to getting straight A's throughout middle, elementary, middle, and now high school. They're not going to take risks. They're not naturally risk takers because of the grade system, I feel like. So giving them this opportunity to really have this low risk side mission 
I think really brought out their creativity and I think that brought out their enjoyment of the class as a whole. I love it. I mean, that's just, that's the experience I've had and it's been in some respects, some of the best work product I've actually got because it's come from passion. It's come from inquiry. It's, it's become from curiosity, you know, kids truly like scratching an itch and trying to figure something out versus coming through like slog through this work. And yeah. The, it might have been just as difficult or even more difficult to do the side quest. But like, Absolutely. if you see that some of these lessons or some of these ideas from the teach like a pirate, where like they, you know, I think it's Dave Burgess asked, what are the lessons that the kids are going to remember in five years and 10 years? It probably won't be that jigsaw that we did. It'll probably be that side mission that they did where they did, you know, they recreated a, a or did a diagram of a steamboat or. Absolutely. Um, you know, the side, the side mission where they did the iMovie or they did the baseball card set or they did something creative where they did like kind of like an act or a play for, you know, just themselves, just goofing off. Yeah. I mean, over the years, I've had some just doozies of side quests that are just unbelievable that a student would create that and think that way and apply that with no grade attached. And mm -hmm. the, the amount of work they put in, you know, because some... Some detractors of gamification will say, well, like it's because it's you're like paying them. You're giving them this stuff. You know, it's intrinsic versus extrinsic. But if they would only see these side quests, you can't say it's for the extrinsic value. I'm giving them a tiny little piece of paper. So they're getting this little sword in my game that's mm -hmm. not really that meaningful <laughs> for what clearly had to take, you know, 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? I was really surprised about the number of kids who didn't use their XP or the gold. I use your, your control center where the XP translates into gold. Yeah. And they didn't use it, a lot of them. And I was really shocked. And I had to find ways to give them opportunities to use that gold. And I was like, you're doing all this work and you're not even spending it. What um, I, and I, yeah, that's a testament to having good quality side quests and side missions that kids want to do. They kind of forget about that payment what, piece. Totally. And what I've learned, like if you want to try to like change that or up that a little bit, what I've done, what I've learned from about that is two things. One the money or the gold tally and that going up and up and up that becomes its own leaderboard. Like I have some kids that are like proud that they have a lot of money, but they might not be first in the leaderboard, but they might be first or second in the, in the money. So that's one. So they don't want to let it go. Uh, but the other thing, which one of my students pointed out and thinking really like a gamer, they don't under, they probably don't fully understand the value of your money yet. Like, they're insecure. Like, like mm -hmm. think about us with our jobs. We know how much money we make. We kind of know what we're going to make next year. So you can make the decision. Yeah, we could buy a new car because I'm probably going to continue to make X dollars per month. Mm -hmm. I can afford the $300 payment. Okay. These guys don't know. Like, is 2,000 gold good or is 2,000 gold all I'm going to get for the year? So I don't want to buy the $1,000 sword mm -hmm. if 2,000 gold is all I'm going to get. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I, I've been telling the kids that because I'm in an interesting position where at the middle of the year or end of January, I'll be switching semesters and probably about 50 percent of my kids I'll retain and the other 50 percent will be brand new. So I had to even I didn't think about this. Like, well, what am I going to do with some of those items? Those kids spent a lot of gold on them and the kids were kind of upset. They're like, you mean I can't use that item that I spent twenty five hundred gold on? And I thought, and I kind of reflected, at first I said no, because I wanted everyone coming in in the second semester on the same level. 
But then I kind of said, you know, they did earn that. So maybe that's an incentive for the new kids to say, oh, wow, this is what I could earn if I sure. do side quests. So yeah. I'm, I'm letting them keep their items if they choose to into the new semester if they have me. Nice. Maybe, well, it sounds like you've already figured this one out. But... I'm open for any kind of suggestions. Well, I'm just thinking of like, there are other mechanics you could build around that that could make this a really interesting transition period. Like you could say that they could only carry over like one item, for example, oh. or you could have them, all your former students, you could collect all of theirs and then put like, like a discount shop that they could buy from next semester but it would have to be them like they would have to or maybe like they get to carry over gold mm. but, but not the items and then make the like they'd be the only ones that could buy those yeah i mean it's it's, it's awesome how much flexibility we have to kind of make up the rules as you go and the kid, they're not, the kids aren't going to complain you make the rules you're the game master they're going to adjust to the rules which is cool yeah and like each rule just as you kind of pointed out there produces its own kind of interesting situation Mm-hmm. So, uh, alliances formed and a lot of people using some of the cards. I mean, one of the kids used a double up card on another card that took 10,000 XP away from another class, and he got like three of them. And he basically just wiped out an entire class's XP in an Whoa. afternoon. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and so, like, those are the things that, like, you don't really plan for. And now, like, moving forward, I'm like, man, what did that do to the motivation of that class? Like, they, they basically can't win at this point. Yeah. Um, so like I have to like, you know, make some little adjustments in regards to like the items and making sure that certain items aren't too powerful. Yeah. Um, and what other things you can do to mitigate that is, uh, give, give those kids that are in that other class new opportunities to score things. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes what I do is because the, the kids only see their period. So you know, let's say you're doing some review game and you're like, hey, this review game's worth some points. This is, you know, I'm going to give points to each kid that's doing it or each house that's doing it or whatever. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, let's say all four of your classes does a good job, mm-hmm. but you can make that class get a little more points. No one can argue with you like, hey, we oh, yeah. answered more questions, right? Like, no one's going to know. know. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't know. So it's like, wow, you all did really well, but house number three, you know, happened to score an extra four grand than everybody else. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, so, you know, just things to do. Cause you do want to keep, keep everyone feeling like they got a shot. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's important. Um, so what were some of your like happy surprises? Well, I don't know if I would qualify this as happy, but <laughs> <laughs> one of my cards is I just made this. I don't know if you're familiar with the Saturday night live skit with Will Ferrell where he, He's like a guy from Blue Oyster Cult, and he's playing the cowbell. Mm-mm. Now, it's it's like one of those classic SNL skits, and it, Christopher Walken's in it. It's just it's really funny. Look it up. Maybe put that in your show notes if anyone has seen that, because it's going to sound really weird if they have it. Um, but basically, it's a it's a karaoke card, and so the kid, when they earn enough XP or gold, they can buy this and force me to sing whatever song that they choose. Oh, uh, and I had to sing goodness. three times uh, this year. <laughs> Uh, the first time they had me singing Sia's Titanium, which is really – it's a really hard song to sing. Um, and then the final time they had me sing Barbie Girl. 
Um, so there's video floating around of me, I'm sure, on YouTube um, singing Barbie Girl and dancing. And <laughs> this is that, awesome. That was my students' favorite moments in, of the game. <laughs> and I think that brings up, I mean, what another great topic. I mean, it brings up times for us to sort of be a little silly and a little more relational that I just don't know where that would have fit in without the game mechanic. Like, I just can't picture a regular teacher just saying, once in a while, you guys can make me sing. And, you know, my, my room is right next to the social studies office, and so they heard the song, I guess, and they came <laughs> in too. And, like, they were filming me, but I was in the middle of the song, so I was like, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm selling out now, I'm going all in. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I mean. That's fun. That's just. I don't know. It's just good stories, good times to be relational. And, you know, that, that again, that's the thing the kids are going to remember. And I, <laughs> seeing you kind of open up, I mean, I don't know how much you thought about this, but seeing those kind of things out there might be also why kids are willing to take the chance on putting out a side quest. And mm-hmm. um, also you being doing that where they had to like pay for that event makes it that much more sweet for them you know like they they had to slave away a little bit to put you in that awkward situation and i made sure that no one was filming me and i said and then the kid and one of the kids goes well what if i have the card that i can use my phone in class and so he kind of used the the rules of the game against me where i was like i love it (laughs) i love Uh, it and so that's they kind of use the use the, the the rules of the game against the game master that's so fantastic. And that's what I guess I also try to speak about that students when you're playing a game you you are operating in that zone of higher order thinking skills cuz you you have all these game rules and game mechanics that you're trying to maximize to your solutions and to the, to your to your outcomes you want uh all the while still having to do the content and all these other things. Mhm. Uh, another cool thing that um, I kind of came up with last minute, um, I like to play this game called Mission US, which is a really cool interactive kind of like uh, choose your own adventure almost uh, game with US history. And I actually didn't have time to incorporate it into the class. So I was like, well, what can I do? I want to incorporate it into the game somehow. And so I created a super secret side quest for the kids where they had to solve a puzzle on a Google form, kind of like a digital breakout. And if okay. they solved the puzzle, then they got the code or they got the link to the website of Mission US where they then had to play the game, finish the game, and then take a screenshot of them on the final, I guess, screen. Um, and I made sure I made that very valuable. So I had this like extra layer of like access for the kids. Nice. I mean, that's another motivator for students is that kind of access and thinking through how we can build those things into the game is excellent. Um, so I've asked some some positive things. I'm sure you're going to have to retool. I'm sure there were some hiccups and some bumps. You know, share out some of those. Oh, absolutely. Um, so one of the things, like I said, incorporate theme into my daily lesson. That's something that's important. Um, I can tweak some of the items a little bit. So I think some of them I have to really go back and reflect on and see if they're useful, did anyone really buy them? If not, maybe I can scrap it and come up with a different one. Uh, maybe I can get some feedback from the students and they can tell me what they would like as, a, as an item. Um, trying to make more layers in the game, I think, is another thing. Uh, I want to maybe make it a little bit harder, like only certain missions, you need to be at a certain level to access those missions. I think that would really ref- or kind of reflect an actual game where like you can't just go to the last board. You have to work your way up to it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was thinking about um, also kind of incorporating mini contests almost like that mini game idea that you kind of talked, touched upon in a couple episodes, Mm -hmm. kind of even, even on the very basic level, like best side mission of the month or the best side mission of the marking period gets like a badge. So this is like that extra level of like recognition or acknowledgement that like, wow, you really did do this. I think that would improve the number of students participating um and just uh more opportunities in class um to win points win xp um one of the side missions that i felt went really well this year that i'd like to do more of was i did a um, basically a shark tank lesson where the students all got a different invention of the kind of industrial era and their their group had to pitch it to the rest of the class and based on their pitch the other students would invest. They had like $100,000 total that they could invest. And so the team with the most investment money won a badge and XP. So I think that's an idea that I like to build upon and do that more frequently. Because I think that really built in that level of the game, the competition, the XP, the collaboration. That's cool. I mean, I like I like it all. Uh, even the things that you were sort of saying that you want to tweak, you have some really good suggestions for people out there. Um, I love that you're trying to apply that theme throughout. That's great. Uh, that's one of those, like, I think forever perennial ongoing goals because it's hard mm-hmm. to make that happen on a daily basis, you know, or touch upon the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like the idea of the levels unlocking missions. I use mm-hmm. my level structure to allow you to use items. So most of my items have you have to be at level seven to use this mm-hmm. item. Um, can they get them before they're at that level, but they can't use it until they're at the level? Is that kind of how that? Yeah, is? like you can hold the like super awesome sword, but you have no idea how to really swing it and use it. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's more for me that they can <laughs> hold it because, you know, sometimes I want to give a really good item to a student, and it's like, oh, but they're not at that level yet, you know. And I'll ask them. I said, do you want one that's more of a future item for you, or do you want one that's usable today? <laughs> And or you can do the Legend of Zelda kind of thing where you have to get multiple parts to put it together, kind of like with that super giant sword. Yep, that's true. You, know, that's you have true. to have like three different, do three different super difficult side quests just to get the parts to put it together. I like the idea that you had, though, about attaching it to side quests because I could easily write on the side quests because I do all my side quests in uh, Google Slides. That's what mm-hmm. I use to disseminate them. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I mean, I could just put, you know, a number in the corner and it says that's the level you have to be at to go on that quest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or I've been, like I said, I've been messing around with Google Forms, which is really cool because you can make them, you can basically create a password that, you know, you know, you can create different sections in Google Forms now. So, you know, if you don't have the password and the exact password that gets you to that next section and you wouldn't get that password until you're at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something that I've been playing around with too. That seems pretty interesting. I kind of stole that idea from uh, the digital breakout thing. Nice. Uh, those I always wonder because I teach middle school, <laughs> so I always worry about like if it's got just one password, you know, mm-hmm. them Will sharing, share each other? Them sharing it because like middle schoolers love to do that. They love to show that they're they got something you don't have. And it's not just in a braggy sort of way. They literally like will share the information. <laughs> well, they can't hold it in, right? They're they, just like they can't. <laughs> they can't. So 
I think I like the idea of me just putting a number on the yeah, yeah. the slide because when I put it into my mega sheet, I see their level right there. So it would be really easy for me to be like, oh, wait, I shouldn't even be putting in points. This guy shouldn't have been able to do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, another way that I, I forgot to mention before, another way that I include the game on a, day, on a weekly basis anyway is Quizlet. I don't know if you're familiar with that yeah. site. So Quizlet has this function called Quizlet Live. Mm -hmm. which is great it's it's amazing it forces the kids to collaborate it picks random teams and you have your list of vocabulary words and each kid will have four different words on their computer on their chromebook and they all have the same definition on the top of their screen and they have to pick the one word out of the entire group that connects with that definition so it kind of forces them to collaborate um and i've been giving like either xp or items just for winning that so it's like an every friday thing that i get the kids hyped up uh, actually, I do on Monday. I'll do it, and it's a great way to learn vocabulary. Monday they'll play for XP. Friday they'll usually play for an item, so they get extra hyped up. They know they're going to win an item on Friday if they're the winning team. Nice, I love it. That's like that builds that kind of excitement and enthusiasm. Oh yeah, I can't believe it. Every time I have you on the show, it's like a blink of an eye. But we are at the end here, and. Uh, we haven't even had a chance to do our reflection time, but I, I think we're going to just have to say that the entire episode was reflection time. That's good for me, yeah. Um, so those of you out there uh, listening, we are going to link in the show notes here uh, a link to Andrew's website for his game called Zombie Nation. Uh, it uses Google Sites to put together, and it looks fantastic. So check it out if you haven't. That'll be in the show notes. And then he also shared with us a folder of sort of some exemplary side quests, right? Yep. Uh, some of the great stuff, like the iMovies, the the Minecraft kind of stuff, the magazine covers, the baseball card sets. I mean, these kids really went all out. Yeah, they uh, the baseball card sets. I remember when you tweeted that a couple months ago, and I was just, my mind was blown. And I think I even saw some other teachers even wrote you and said like, can I have the like template? Cause I want to give that out for an assignment. And you're like, the student did all of that. Yeah. Or there, actually for that, uh, read, write, think is a great site that has one. Um, if any of your, of your listeners are interested that has like a baseball card template, not just for people, but it's also for, uh, uh, themes or any kind of thing. Really there's about eight or 10 different subjects that you can make cards on. <laughs> That's awesome. So we'll have all of that in the show notes below. Uh, Everyone out there, thanks for joining in. Uh, Andrew, once again, super big thanks for you sharing your tale with us. Uh, thanks for having me on. And thanks for inspiring me to do this. Right, I really appreciate all the help you've given me since I started my journey. That's awesome. Love having you as part of the crew. Uh, everyone else out there, it's always a pleasure having you be part of this conversation and part of this community. Would love to have you join my uh, YouTube channel and subscribe to that. And join that community. It's just youtube.com slash Mr. Matera. Uh, and everybody, thanks for listening. And